0: W233AH Monticello. Live from our studios in Liberty, New York, it's Radio Catskill's local edition. I'm your host, Jason Dole. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Hope you're having a good evening. Coming up, we continue our election reactions. And we'll check in with Wayne County, where all the incumbents successfully retained their seats in the county commissioner races. We'll talk to Jocelyn Kramer, one of the newly re-elected Wayne County commissioners. But we start tonight with our first live guest telling a really big story And it's a new article in New York Focus. It's part of our regular check-ins with New York Focus. Articles called, How Unelected Local Officials Dole Out Wind and Solar Tax Breaks. No relation. County and Municipal Economic Development Agencies Are Crucial Players in Advancing New York's Wind and Solar Expansion. However, some folks argue that supporting such projects falls outside of the purview of IDAs. When confronted with the prospect of New York's largest planned wind farm entering their community, lawyer and farmer Ginger Schroeder challenged her local industrial development agency by becoming a member of it. New York Focus reporter Julia Rock interviewed Ginger to explore the impact of industrial development agencies on the solar buildouts. And she joins us live on the phone right now. Welcome to the program, Julia. Thanks so much for having
1: me on. I'm glad to be here.
0: So I'm, I'm giving like a snapshot of one of the, the key folks that you talk to that kind of frames this story. But can you can you uh, give people an idea of, of what this this is? There's a lot of details in the story. Can you give people an overview of what this is really about?
1: Absolutely. So New York has more than 100 of these local agencies that I think a lot of people don't hear about. You know, until there's a big project looking for a tax break. But these uh, local industrial development agencies are tasked with bringing jobs and economic activity to towns and counties across the state. In in recent years, as you know, wind and solar companies are increasingly looking to build projects in New York. Um, you know, the state is obviously seeking out these projects to comply with the emissions reductions mandate of the climate law wind and solar companies are approaching these local industrial development agencies and asking for tax breaks and you know it's common for idas to seek out companies like amazon warehouses for example like cheese companies any any type of company that might be able to bring economic activity to a county it's common for an ida to actually seek out and try to recruit those projects, sort of incentivizing them with the prospect of tax breaks. But in the case of wind and solar, not every industrial development agency sees it as, you know, a desirable type of economic activity to to try to incentivize with with tax breaks. And some IDAs have actually said, we're not willing to give property tax breaks at all to renewables.
0: And, and then there's also individuals within the communities, even if the IDA might be uh, uh, open to it, uh, individuals might not, and so in this example, uh, that that kind of g- kicks off the article. Let, why why did Ginger Schroeder join uh, the Cattaraugus County Ida? And I don't know if I'm saying that county name right, but it's it's far western New York.
1: You are. It's a good name for a county. Yeah. So I, I think sort of two things are happening. You know, both both with Schroeder and with a lot of people who have come out in opposition to the project. Sort of first big picture, there has been a lot of um, sort of zealous local opposition to wind and solar. You'll see it from the agricultural industry, which um, sort of sees it as a competition over land. You'll also see it from the tourist industry. So people concerned that, you know, wind turbines are, are going to create a visual blight. And so I think one thing that is happening is that people see the industrial development agencies as sort of an avenue <clears throat> to block projects because the wind and solar developers say, well, we need the tax breaks to build. You know, we're this is never going to be a viable project if we have to pay full property taxes. So local opponents will say, fine. You know, if I can convince the IDA not to offer a property tax break, that's the way to kill the project. I think the second thing you know, you're seeing is that people do just in general have an opposition to giving big corporations property tax breaks, you know, especially when they feel like I have to pay my property taxes. You know, why shouldn't this uh, multinational wind developer?
0: And as a farmer, was Ginger Schroeder uh, motivated primarily by that that aspect of it that, you know, they feel you know, that th- these companies should pay their taxes, the tax issue, like giving up on, on those taxes essentially? Or was it more just general opposition to wind or was it a little bit of both?
1: You know, my impression was that it was a little bit of both. I think in in, in the case of this big wind project, um, the Alley Cat wind project, which stretches across a few counties, you know, there were concerns that may or may not have been legitimate that it could have a negative impact on property values. So I think that was sort of a driving force of opposition. But yes, I think you're right that it was also sort of this general feeling, you know, I'm paying my property taxes. Uh wh- wh- why isn't, you know, Invenergy going to have to?
0: And and they are they calling that's how you pronounce it alley cat? <laughs>
1: It's pronounced Alley Cat, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I, I guess it was sort of a, a cute term for the project, but it's because it, it goes through Allegheny County and Cataraugus County, um, and Wyoming County, I think.
0: Right. Okay. I thought it was, uh, maybe Allegheny Mountains or Allegheny, uh, to Catskills. That's where the cat came from, but no, it's Cat. Uh- cat- <laughs> Which makes sense. Okay, I just want to pause and then zoom out big picture. And I know you go to this level in the article as well, because right now here in mid-November 2023, it's only been 11 months since New York adopted its climate action plan. And that's a plan that took three years to develop. And it includes big goals that aren't that far off, like 100% zero emission electricity by 2040. Uh, and then net zero emissions statewide by 2050. And there's only so much that, you know, local governments